I work with women who have endometriosis, who are preparing for hysterectomy, or maybe recovering from one. This is vital to how women are able to cope. You see, our pelvic organs are really, really important, and they do far more than just create babies. But our world today seems to think that that's all they are there for. When a woman is impacted at the level of her pelvic organs, it impacts her life, it impacts her mojo and who she is. There's a lot of reasons for this. One is that physically our nervous centre of the pelvic area is closely entwined with the enteric nervous system. Our enteric nervous system means the gut And it's all those nerves that are stretched around our gut. So working backwards, our gut is associated with who we are. Just think about it. If you go, I am, and say your name, where do you feel that knowing, that deep knowing of who you are? It is for, it is where you hold your identity. And also just Think about saying something that you feel scared about or courageous about. Where does that feeling kind of fit in your body? It's down in your gut. So it often goes hand in hand that when a woman has had her pelvic organs operated upon, the little nerves that go around the uterus, ovaries, fallopian tubes, and that whole area are impacting also the the gut center and so how can it be then that a hysterectomy can just knock a woman sideways she wasn't even expecting it now some women have a hysterectomy and they are laughing the best thing they ever did I wish they'd done it years ago no worries but every one of those women will go yeah but I know someone who never recovered. I know someone who was just a completely changed person. So not only are the women who struggle, not only are they impacted at their identity level, they are also impacted at the level of the job of those pelvic organs. So what is the job of the pelvic organs? not just having babies, as I said before. The job of those organs is to create vitality in a woman, to give her that colour of life, her mojo, her desire for bliss. Not only sexual bliss, but bliss to actually just be in the world in a blissful state. Also, when I work with a lot of clients, when we actually go down into the pelvis, they realize that it is the center for nurturing. And that doesn't mean nurturing others, that means nurturing of themselves. And many women have been cut off from their own self-nurture. The pelvic organs are also associated with co-creation. And I think we've taken this a little bit too far in the co-creation of babies and little people. Co-creation means community, means 
working on projects with other people, getting out there. Now, strangely enough, co-creation with community is actually a part of the heart. That's the job for the heart, where you have a special place for relationships and the warm fuzzies that you get, the oxytocin blast you get from working with people closely, associating with them. So there is another connection within the body of the pelvic organs with the heart. The heart has its own cardiac system of nerves. So there is a link because we are a mind-body connection. It's like a big jigsaw puzzle. The hormones of our pelvic center are super duper important, but they're getting quite a bad rap. Now, the hormones seem to get the, the blame in endometriosis. Estrogen is blamed for causing that cyclical bleeding and pain that women experience once a month, maybe twice a month. Sometimes they really don't get a let up. So hormones are kind of like the Wild West and, and probably not fully understood. About 20 years ago, when I was in my pharmacies, there was this amazing news that came out that the Women's Health Study said, get off HRT, it's not good for you. And a lot of women were left HRT less. But these days, they have looked at that study and they've realised that, that there are so many positives to being on HRT that the, the study results back 20 years ago were actually unfounded. There were too many variables in that study. So the news kind of jumped the gun and a lot of women have been disadvantaged because of that. They're also too scared. So it is something to consider after a hysterectomy if you have been put into medical menopause. It's something to consider, not to be afraid of, is HRT. There are benefits to taking that. The, the problem with endometriosis, hysterectomy, um, is that the impact on how you feel as a vital woman is knocked about. And the question I always ask all of my clients is why would your body be out to make your life so miserable that all you want to do is hate it and get rid of it? You have to ask what is the message that is underneath this pain? What is it bringing your attention to? What is the help it's asking for? And that's the beauty of the body. The body lets you know when something is not quite right. But of course, our hormones are only about 40% of the management of our health. If we don't deal with lifestyle as well, lifestyle like getting sleep, getting enough sleep and quality sleep, if we don't deal with the toxins of our environment, molds that are around, if we don't eat what is worth eating, if we don't do things like um, fasting, 
you know, short-term fasting to give your gut and your liver a chance to catch up on their daily load, that will help uh, the, the hormone balance as well. Of course, dealing with exercise is a good idea. And sometimes when you're suffering with endometriosis or if you're recovering, sometimes exercise means just go up and down those stairs in your house one more time. That's all. We're not expecting you to pound it out at the gym or to go for a 5k jog. Not at all. Just get moving in some way. That might mean sitting in your chair, raising your legs up and down for an extended, uh, more than what you are used to doing. We have to deal with stress. Stress is, it's the sneaky, invisible problem of our world today. And I put up a post a little while ago where I was feeling quite chilled and I thought I would uh, discover what my heart rate was. So I used the M-Wave 2 little machine that I have from HeartMath and it told me, me who was feeling pretty chilled, my heart rate usually hung out around 66 beats per minute. My heart rate was actually 88. Uh, So clearly under the radar, I was experiencing stress. And thinking about it, I know why. There had been a large argument with someone not too long before that, but it was a few days before that. Clearly my mind was mulling over, slightly fixated on this argument, and my body was responding to my own self-induced stress. So what do you do with stress? I am the greatest advocate of balanced breathing. Balanced breathing will get you into your body, and I actually call it bodyfulness. Mindfulness, I really like to get out of my mind in a positive way. So to come down into your body with this balanced breathing gives your mind a well-earned and very welcome rest. It also lets your body know, and this is through biohacking, that amazing vagal nerve that we all have. Balanced breathing lets your body know that all is actually okay. It lets your heart slow down, and it lets all the processes whizzing around in your body associated with stress, which usually involve the adrenaline adrenaline and the hormone of cortisol. It lets lets those little factories of those biochemicals say, okay, stand down, folks, all is well. This is all like a puzzle. The nutrition, eating what's worthwhile. The exercise, great sleep. Remember, nobody gets by on four hours sleep a night. You need seven or eight hours sleep a night. Everybody is able to do this. And so sleep is a big part of the puzzle. We really have to do something more for ourselves around our own health. It is hopeless expecting a doctor to fix something when you're not willing to do something towards your own lifestyle yourself. So many young women are suffering this hormonal stress issue 
It means they may not be healthy or fertile. Period problems. That's just rampant now. But they're an indication that something within this puzzle is actually wrong. So is medication the answer? It kind of doesn't make sense really because medication is just suppressing your body saying, help, I need some part of the puzzle fixed up here. And don't forget that some part of the puzzle may also include mindset. Mindset is key and mindset is one of those sneaky under the radar things as well that comes up, how we talk to ourselves. Have you ever caught yourself speaking to yourself in your own head, using one of those voices in your head, in a way that you would not speak to your neighbour or you wouldn't speak to a dog even, but you are quite happy to carry on that horrible conversation with yourself and beat yourself up. Mindset's huge. So working with women with endometriosis, preparing for hysterectomy, or helping them recover from hysterectomy, it helps them on not the not so much the physical side of things, but the emotional and mental side of things. Emotions are huge. Many women feel grieving, lost, uh, don't know who I am anymore, um, emotional, some flare up in anger, some just burst into tears, and they're never quite sure what it is. They can't put a finger on what it is that they are grieving for. One woman spoke to me, and she said it was like having a cavity. After her hysterectomy, she just had a cavity. The work we have done has filled that cavity with the sense of vitality and bliss, self-nurture and co-creativity. And she is able to share that not only with other people outside of her. So she is the, the, the woman that she used to be and even more than, but with herself, self-nurture. Now that is reconnecting in with that pelvic space. We can do so much towards managing our own symptoms with mindset and those other pillars. And that's what that's what preparing for hysterectomy does, but also recovering from hysterectomy. If you work at the lifestyle pillars and the mindset, you will repair and heal faster. There'll be fewer complications. And you'll be so glad that you did. I'm Paula Ralph. And you can find me at paularalph.com. I'm also very active on LinkedIn as Paula Ralph and on Facebook as Paula Ralph Surgery Coach.